What is up, MMA fans? Welcome to my channel. This is the MMA Anomaly Show with yours truly, Olin, aka MMA Anomaly. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and smash that bell for notifications. What is up, fight fans? Welcome back to another episode of the MMA Anomaly Podcast, aka the MMA Anomaly Show. Uh, this is actually a super exciting episode for me because, drum roll please, we have a super exciting fan question, or rather two fan questions, uh, from the homie Emiliano. So, we're going to be going over that as well as the fight card coming up this weekend, the pay-per-view UFC 274. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the fan-submitted question by Emiliano. What's going on, MMA family? This is Emiliano, a.k.a. Nano, reporting live here from Phoenix, Arizona. Feel free to drop in the comments where y'all are streaming in from as well. Uh, but I'm really excited here. Olin, my brother, love the channel, love the content, man. Love what you're doing. Really excited to finally get my fan submission here for a couple questions that really, really burning to hear your opinions on. Uh, first off, it's two-parter. First question here, which UFC star do you think will shine brightest here in 2022? Now, mind you, as Justin Timberlake said, it's already May. Um, but curious to hear, are there any front runners? Or maybe who do you anticipate to be uh, a fighter that will either break out or prove to be a contender here for this year? All right, that is an awesome first question. Uh, going into that one, I'll jump right in and just say it. Tom Aspinall. I think Tom Aspinall is the truth. If he, I mean, he's somebody that if you don't already know his name, you should definitely go back and watch his fights. You can watch his entire UFC run, and I think about 15 minutes or less. That's saying something, right? The kid's a heavyweight. He's done nothing but show growth and improvements throughout his career so far, and I think that that is going to prove longevity in his career. I think, and call me crazy, he maybe by the end of this year is UFC heavyweight champion, and no matter what, whether it's this year or next year, I think he's going to set the record for most title defenses in the UFC heavyweight division of all time. And he might hold it for quite some time as well. Now, jumping into the second question here from Emiliano. Uh, second question for you, my brother. Uh, which current champion right now will be dethroned first? Hmm? Which champ's gonna be dethroned? And by who? For extra bonus questions, curious to hear your thoughts there. Keep up the good work, man, much love. Stay fighting, my friends. All right, so great questions, Emiliano. I really appreciate you submitting those. Uh, would love it if you made that a habit and did it more often. Love to have you on the show more often. And jumping right into that second question, who do I think is going to be dethroned? I think Charles Oliveira. I think he is a, a fantastic champion. He's shown little to no weaknesses. That being said, I think Islam Makachev is his kryptonite. I think uh, it might happen this year, assuming Islam actually gets that fight, gets the bump in popularity that he deserves. Uh, but it might take another year. It might take another two fights for people to actually notice how how really threatening Islam's style is. He's like a mini Khabib. The only difference is, in my opinion, he has better striking than Khabib. So, I mean, if you take that into consideration, we would basically get Khabib versus Tony 2.0, right? So we get a better Khabib, we get a better Tony in Charles Oliveira, and I think that that's the fight to make moving forward, assuming Charles Oliveira is able to pull off the win this weekend against uh, Justin Gaethje. So not only did Emiliano actually submit two awesome questions slash topics, but he also went ahead and dropped in his picks for UFC 274. So 
let's go ahead and give his picks a listen now, and then uh, I'll let you know how I feel about those. My picks here for UFC 274 for the main card. We have Cowboy coming out victorious. I got Shogun coming out victorious as well. Give me Michael Chandler to win by TKO in the third. I love El Kukui, but I think Chandler's just too much. Uh, give me Thug Rose by decision. I think she's going to come back and get some vengeance here on uh, Carla Esparza. And then last but not least, give me Justin Gaethje by TKO victory in the fourth round. I think it's going to be back and forth, but I think Oliveira's going to be patient. Uh, or excuse me, Gaethje's going to be patient. I think he's going to connect Oliveira and put him out in the fourth round. Thank you all so much. Stay thirsty, stay fighting, my friends. Salute. All right, Emiliano, great picks as usual. Uh, however, we are gonna be buttonheads on a few of these. So we'll go ahead and start at the bottom of the main card and work our way up. So jumping into this first fight on the main card, we have two absolute legends of the sport and Donald the Cowboy Cerrone going up against Joe Lozon. Um, I mean, call me crazy, but I'm just gonna come out and say it, you know? Don't be fooled by the losses that he's got. He's still, he's still J-Lo from the block. Used to have a little, now he's got a lot. And he's gonna submit Donald Cerrone in the octagon. It's just, it's gonna happen. I think, um, all jokes aside, Joe Lozon is an absolute stud. I think he's highly underrated. I think he has one of the better jiu-jitsu games uh, from early MMA on to now. And I think that's gonna be on full display in this fight. I think he wins by submission, either first or second round against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Moving into this next fight, it's a light heavyweight banger of a match between Mauricio Shogun Hua going up against OSP, Ovent St. Pru, the master of the St. Pru choke, formerly known as the Von Flu choke. Um, I mean, I, I think OSP ends up pulling this one off. No disrespect, Emiliano. I do think it's, you know, always safe to bet on Shogun Hua just because he is the stud he is. I mean, he'll knock you out with one shot if you let him, right? Um, that being said, Ovinch St. Prue just has more tools in the tool belt. He has been on somewhat of an up and down trend. He's been on kind of a skid lately, falling from grace, if you will. But I think this is his chance to come back. We, nobody really knew who he was as far as fight, fight fan casuals up until that crazy knockout of Shogun Hua he originally had. I think we see something like that again, if not another uh, Von Prue choke against him. So let's see, let's see. And yes, I, co I combined uh, Von Flu and, and St. Prue, so it's, it's a Von Prue choke, okay? All right, from here on out, I mean, I've said the first two were bangers. They're all bangers, guys. Like, this whole fight card is just fucking insane, okay? So, moving into this third fight, we have Tony Blades and Shades himself, Ferguson, going up against Michael Dana White Privilege Chandler. Uh, who do I think wins this fight? I know a lot of people love Mike Chandler. I'm one of those people. It's me. I'm people. I like Mike Chandler. However, I think Tony Ferguson has a lot more to lose on the line here. Um, I think this is really it for him. If he loses this fight, people are going to say he's done. He needs to retire. He needs to hang up the blades, the shades, and the gloves. I think none of that's going to happen this Saturday. I think what we're going to see is a fully focused Tony Ferguson back for the first time in a long time. And we might see the resurgence of the lightweight boogeyman. If all goes well, I think we see Tony Ferguson land big shots on the feet. Um, something that Dan Hardy said in his breakdown is how deadly the right hand of Michael Chandler is and the fact that he covers so much distance with it, right? Like he lunges his whole body towards you and, and just when he lands, it's nasty. It's devastating. 
it's painful to watch, but also very exciting to watch, right? Let's face it, fans. Um, but the thing with that is Tony Ferguson is the weirdest guy in the world, and it's hard to get somebody to imitate weird, right? You can get somebody to imitate somebody that has great elbows or great Muay Thai or great wrestling, but it's really hard to say, hey, I need you to do stuff that nobody does. I need you to do things that are very odd and weird and you wouldn't typically see in a fight. Like when he does the spinning back elbows and the little up elbows and the weird, like he does these crazy slicing elbows where he looks like he's throwing a wide hook and then he comes in at the last second, just slides his elbow right across your face, right across your forehead. And then second later, you just see an opening and then blood gushing down. So that's why he's the boogeyman. He does so much damage with every limb on his body. I think it's gonna be no different. I think we're gonna see a resurgence in his career. I think he's gonna go back to the wrestling roots as well. And if he's not doing well on the feet, I think he's gonna take it to the ground. And I think we're gonna see some pretty brilliant jujitsu and wrestling from Tony Ferguson. And I, for one, no matter what happens, I'm just really looking forward to that fight as a fan. Now going into the co-main event, I've gotta be honest with you, I am a little bit torn, right? My, my mind is actually telling me Carlo the Cookie Monster Esparza pulls this off and gets the W. But my heart is telling me to go for Thug Rose. Thug Rose! Um, I, I mean, Thug Rose is incredible. And I think that she gets it done against 99.9% .9 of the people that she goes against. But Carla Esparza may just be her kryptonite matchup. She has very dominant wrestling. And she has really great forward pressure. Even though she comes into the octagon looking like she just saw a ghost. Or looking like she just saw Old Yeller for the first time ever. You know, she comes into the octagon looking like she's half asleep, not excited to be there. And then when the when the cage shuts and the bell rings, she turns into a different human being. You know, and we saw it in her last three fights especially. She's getting top control. She's landing the elbows. She's not as afraid to move forward through the fire to land those shots that she needs to land in order to take the fight where she needs it to be. Whether it's to the ground or clinching up with you and just making sure that you're on the back foot backpedaling constantly. So Thug Rose can knock you out moving backwards, right? We've seen her land big damage moving backwards with her hands, but is she able to land that kind of big damage as she's fending, for, fending off takedowns? We've seen her do really well whenever she's able to shut down somebody's um, grappling offensive via her striking or via her own grappling offensive. So what happens when somebody eats her shots, keeps moving forward, and gets their hands clasped behind her back. That is a good wrestler. Are they able to take her down? Is she able to get back to her feet this time? Or is it just going to be a suffocating match in which Rose looks and feels very much like she's drowning? Um, I think that's gonna be the case. I think Carla ends up winning this one. I don't, think it's, I don't think it might be the most pretty thing we'll see in the world. I don't think it'll be the most graceful win in the world, but I think she makes it nasty and as dirty as she has to. I think she clinches, I think she grapples, I think she lands ground and pound. And I think we possibly see Thug Rose bleed more than we've ever seen her bleed in there. Um, I hope I'm wrong, because I'm a big Thug Rose fan, but I just think that logically that's the way that this fight plays out. Um, which brings me into the main event here. We have Charles Dubronx Oliveira going up against Justin the Human Highlight Gaethje. Again, my heart wants me to see Justin Gaethje win for multiple reasons. Uh, obviously, you know I'm a huge Justin Poirier fan. If Gaethje wins, Poirier fights him for the belt. Poirier already has a win over him, and I think he beats him again. That being said, I don't think Gaethje gets it done this weekend against Charles Oliveira, just because Charles Oliveira is so, so well-rounded. He can eat your biggest shot, get dropped, and then somehow get back up and win. It's almost like when you drop him, you engage him in the fight. You piss him off just enough to fuck your shit up. So I think 
Justin Gaethje goes out there, and honestly, if he's not able to finish it in the first round, he's in for a really long night, and I hope he packed a lunch. Um, I think Charles Oliveira is going to go out there. He's going to hit him with a couple of really good takedowns, possibly get tapped up himself a little bit and dropped early on, get back up, make it his fight, make it nasty, and then we'll slowly see the uh, trajectory of the fight just completely change and who's in control of that fight completely change as well. Uh, another fight I'm just completely looking forward to Every one of these fights, I can't wait to see. Um, that's a lie. I will wait to see them until after Doctor Strange because I'm going to see that Saturday during the main card. And then right after, Team No Sleep, I'll be staying up all night watching the card, probably tweeting at like 10, 11, 12, 1 a.m. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing all of you guys and gals' reactions as well to the fights. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe below, all of that stuff. But wait, there's more. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Emiliano was also nice enough to go ahead and submit a fun facts with Emiliano section. So gonna go ahead and play that now. And uh, on a side note as well, because it is UFC 274 coming up and it is in my backyard here in Phoenix, Arizona. I do have a couple hard hitting facts that I'd love to run by the community here. Uh, first fact, Charles Oliveira with a submission win this upcoming fight will have the most submission wins in both featherweight and lightweight history. Uh, obviously a prediction there and you know, would be a, another notch in his belt in terms of you know, adding to his history book. Second, a uh, hard hitting fun fact for y'all here uh, is that Justin Gaethje lands 60.1% of his significant strikes thrown per minute. That is the best in the lightweight division. Like it's one of those tales of uh, two tapes where you know two hard things are going to collide, and Kirsty is going to come out on top. And as always, enjoy the fights.